الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وخاتم النبيين وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين ومن تبعهم بإحسان ودعا بدعوتهم إلى يوم الدين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him as a mercy for all the worlds. I have sent you as a mercy, I have only sent you as a mercy for the worlds. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what were the rules that he fulfilled? What were the purposes of his prophethood, the maqasid al nabuwa? They are mentioned in the Quran on three occasions. The same four purposes are mentioned. Firstly, it comes in the form of a dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. When Ibrahim alayhi salam was establishing the city of Makkah al-Mukarramah with his wife Hajar alayhi salam and his son Ismail alayhi salam, then he made a series of duas. They are mentioned both in Surah Al-Baqarah as well as in Surah Ibrahim, the surah that bears his name. He made duas for their worldly existence and he made duas for their dini salvation and success as well. And he made du'as that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send amongst his progeny a great teacher who will be a source of guidance for them. He knew the sunnatullah, the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always been that guidance that comes, the hidayah that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two means. These are the two means Throughout time, whenever guidance spread amongst the creation of Allah and people turned towards Allah, it was through two asbab, through means, two means. They are the Kitabullah and the Rijalullah. The Book of Allah Azza wa Jal, the revelation of Allah, and the Rijalullah, the Anbiya of Allah alayhi the selected servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is known as the Sunnatullah fil Kawn, the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His creation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wa anan you will find that the way of Allah that He has determined for His creation, it will never change. The sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never change. One is the sunnatullah and one is the qudratullah. The qudratullah is what is in the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Verily Allah has the qudra and the ability to do whatever He likes, whenever He likes, whichever way He likes. He is not bound by His sunnah. He is not bound by His way, that the way He is determined. Like this is the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He determined every morning the sun will rise from the east. And every evening the sun will set in the west. This is a system of Allah for this world, for this planet. This is sunnatullah, the way of Allah. But this is not the limitation of the qudratullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qudra exceeds that. It's not limited to that. He is not bound by that, any physical law. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qadir. He has the ability to make the sun rise from the west. And said in the East, reverse the process. And to show his qudra sometimes, that he is not bound by sunnah, he will make such manifestations as he will before the day of Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that this is the, going to be that sign uh, that will come before the day of judgment. After this sign appears, then the tawbah of the slaves will not be accepted. This is the sign, final sign 
Did the tawbah that is done after this mu'ajizah, miracle occurs, or manifestation of Qudra of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept the iman of those who believe afterwards. Just like the sunnah of Allah is that it takes a father and a mother for a child to be born. It is a union of the sperm and the egg and implantation of that in the uterus. And then we have a beautiful child that is born, the miracle of life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qadir to do beyond that. So he showed his qudra with, the, with Isa alayhi salam, born without a father. So Ibrahim salam was aware of the sunnah of Allah. That anytime anyone is guided and receives guidance throughout history, then it was the revelation, the wahi that comes from Allah, that is a means of guidance. And beyond that, it is the Anbiya the Prophets of Allah, who implemented that guidance in their lives and showed practically, demonstrated how to live as a servant of Allah. With the combination of both, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives hidayah. The Quran, the revelation, what does Allah ta'ala speak about it? It is a source of guidance for all mankind. Those who have taqwa, they will benefit from that source of guidance. And the Anbiya alayhi they are a source of guidance. They implemented. So that is why he made dua for his progeny. He didn't just make dua that Allah send revelation, but he made dua Allah send someone who will teach that revelation. That is very key. He made the dua, Rabbana wabaathihim rasulam minhum. O my Lord, send amongst my progeny a messenger from amongst themselves. And what will this messenger do, this teacher of my children do? He had already made dua for his children, for his dhuriyah, for his descendants, that, O oh Allah, protect me and my children, my descendants in this city, from worshipping idols, protect them from shirk. Oh Allah, make me among those who establish salah, and my dhuriyah, my progeny, among those who establish salah. He had made dua, رَبَّنَا وَجْعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ O Allah, make me and my son Ismail true Muslims who submit to you. And from my dhurriyah, again the word dhurriyah, my progeny, an ummatan muslimatan lak, an entire ummah that will submit to you. But how will this ummah come into existence? What are the means for that? He made dua for that as well. He said, O Allah, رَبَّنَا وَبَعَثْ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ O my Lord, send amongst my children a teacher. And this teacher will yatlu alayhim ayatika. He will narrate onto them, he will relate onto them your ayat, your verses that you have revealed. And he will teach them the meanings of the book. You will teach them the, the wise way to lead one's life, the way of sunnah. And he will work on purifying their hearts. You are the most strong, powerful Allah. And you have the one who has all wisdom. So, in, in these ayat, Ibrahim salam, when he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he pointed out four tasks. Four tasks that this Prophet will, will do. And our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was asked, it's mentioned in Tafsir Qurtubi, Hadithna an badi amrika ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, tell us something about the beginning part of your life. And the questioner was imagining he is going to speak about his childhood. Then Muhammad, our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu he went way back, way before he was even born. And he said, Ana ijabatu da'wati abi Ibrahim. I am in my existence, I'm the personification of the acceptance of the dua of my forefather Ibrahim. 
أنا إجابته دعوتي أبي إبراهيم. My forefather Ibrahim عليه السلام هي الدعاء. I'm the answer to that dua. And وأنا تعبير الرؤيا أمي. I am the interpretation of the dream of my mother when she was pregnant with me and she saw the nur emanating from her womb and enlightening the palaces of the world. قصور الشام. The palaces of Sham were reflecting the nur that was coming out from her womb. وأنا بشرى عيسى. And I am the Glad tidings that Isa alayhi salam had given his people وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولٍ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِ إِسْمُهُ أَحْمَدٍ And I give you the glad tidings of a prophet who will come after me. His name is Ahmad. These are the statements of Isa alayhi salam as recorded by Allah in Surah Al-Saf. I am the same one. So dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam was accepted in favor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam. He himself said, and beyond that even Allah azza wa jal, he repeated that in the Quran. He said, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed, Allah has favored the believers. إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ When he has sent a messenger from amongst themselves. And then he narrates, what does this messenger do? In word for word, it is a repetition of the dua of Ibrahim alayhi salam. The same four tasks. يَطْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِي This messenger comes and he makes dilawat and recites the ayats of the Qur'an. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ Teaches people the meanings of the book of Allah. And teaches them hikmah and wisdom. And وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّهُمْ الْكِتَابُ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ And verily, prior to his being sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, prior to his bi'atha, prior to his prophethood, they were in open error. They were lost. ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Open error. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is a favor that he accepted the dua. And the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came and fulfilled these tasks. But, we know our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the final prophet. This is our aqeedah. And this is such a carnal belief that we have that the one who rejects this belief, no matter if he calls himself a Muslim, is definitely not a Muslim. The one who rejects the khatm al-nabuah, rejects the finality of the prophethood of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be out of the fold of Islam. Because this is proven through Nasqati, through a very clear, explicit ayah of the Quran. مَا كَانَ مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحْدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the khatamun nabiyin. He is the Rasul of Allah and he is the seal of the prophets. We have to be careful. I will not identify which Muslim school, but one of the Muslim schools I went to in our area uh, I was just visiting and I saw a translation of the Quran. I do not have to shy from telling you the name of the translator because it's important to identify this. Muhammad Ali Lahori, an English translation of the Quran by Muhammad Ali. Not Yusuf Ali, but Muhammad Ali. So I was very shocked to see this translation and I showed the principal of the school that I opened this ayah from Surah Ahzab. What does it say? وَلَكِنْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَخَاتَمَ النَّبِيِّينَ The seal of the prophets. He was translated as he is the most perfect prophet. And in the footnote, it says, this ayah does not deny prophets that will come after him. As Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Qadian was a prophet of Allah. Na'udhu billah, na'udhu billah. And he will receive revelation from Allah. Muhammad Wasallam was the most perfect prophet, but there are prophets who will come after him. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, about the Quran, يُضِلُّ بِهِ كَثِيرًا وَيَهْدِي بِهِ كَثِيرًا وَمَا يُضِلُّ بِهِ إِلَّا الْفَاسِقِينَ that many people are misguided through this book. And many people are guided through this book. And only those who are the grave sinners are misguided through this book. 
The scholars of Tafsir say here, يُضِلُّ بِهِ كَثِيرًا Many people are misguided through this book is mentioned first. وَيَهْدِي بِهِ كَثِيرًا Many people are guided through this book is mentioned second. نَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ Does that mean that book of Allah, the Qur'an is sent for means of misguidance? That's the objective? Absolutely not. هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Source of guidance. The reason يُضِلُّ بِهِ كَثِيرًا is mentioned first, that many people are misguided through this book, is because it want, Allah Ta'ala wants to bring our attention to this absolute reality, in fact, which we would perhaps not pay attention to, not be aware of, not realize. Yes, many people can be misguided through this book. Without the, without the true knowledge, without the ilm of deen, then there will be people who will be misinterpreting the words of Allah. This is called tahrif. This is called keeping the word of Allah there intact, but changing the meanings, distorting the meanings. So Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in any case, was the khatamun nabiyyin. Is the final prophet. Those who believe that there, he was not the final prophet, he they are expelled from the fold of Islam. They are not a Muslims. I was a cabinet member of the interfaith partnership of the greater St. Louis area. So we had 31 different faith groups. So we had a Qadiani uh, mosque that came up and they were Qadiani Imams and they, they joined us to represent the Muslims in the interfaith. So this was an issue of contention that I had to take up with the board. And I said that you have Catholic representatives that, yes, these are uh, this is the cardinal who represents the Catholic Church. These are Protestants who represent the Protestant Church. Then, why in the world do, uh, do you have a separate representative for the Church of Later Day Saints, the Mormon Church? They say, if you do not believe in this Brigham Young, who this person who claimed to receive revelation after Jesus, and he was in Utah, in Salt Lake City, he founded a new religion. This is a Mormon religion. I say, why don't you merge that with the Catholic faith? Don't they, aren't they, don't they call, do they call themselves Jews? No. Do they call, what do they call themselves? They call themselves Christians. I said, but you separate them. You say they are Mormon Christian. You don't call them Christian. You call them Mormons. Later day saints. These saints who came now in 1800s. They received revelation from God. And they changed the teachings of the Bible. They have their own book. Do you not consider them separate? Yes or no? They said, yes, we consider them separate. I said, guess what? Congratulations. We are not now 31 members. We are now 32 members. 32 faiths. So you have now more diversity. This is not, these people do not represent Islam. They are a different faith, the Qadianis. Because they believe in a prophet after Prophet Muhammad. Just like the Mormons are different from the Catholics, because they believe in Brigham Young, these people are also different. In fact, just like the Muslims are different from Christians. We believe in Isa but we believe in Muhammad after Isa The Jews are, the Christians are different from the Jews. They believe in Musa but they believe in Isa after Musa So likewise the Qadianis are different. After Muhammad they believe in Ulam Ahmad Qadian to be a prophet. So it becomes very, very clear. And every house of worship that they have, one standard for, uh, element of architecture is in front of the main gates in big bold lettering is always written La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah so to reinforce the fact that hey we have the same kalama so how dare you not call us Muslims so we have to be aware of that reality so Muhammad sallallahu is the final prophet but his nubuwa is still the end of the times if Nabi sallallahu came 
يتلو عليهم آياتي تميك تلاوت ابدا آيات تيش دا آيات ابدا قرآن يعلمون حكمة تيش حكمة تيش سنة and make تسكي of the hearts then after he leaves this world then who will continue his message and who will continue his who will continue his objectives Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the entire ummah the responsibility of da'wah invitation towards Allah in general is the responsibility of this entire ummah but in particular Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has singled out the, the role of ulama as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that anbiya are going to end Allah says in the Quran I am the seal of the prophets I am the last one however the ulama, those who study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dedicate themselves to learning the deen their whole lives, they are the inheritors of the prophets. They inherit from the prophets. What did they inherit? The anbiya, they did not leave as inheritance gold or silver. As Abu Hurair radiallahu anhu, one time he went into the marketplace and he told the people, oh, you are busy buying and selling here and working so hard to earn money guess what there's free inheritance of Rasulullah being distributed in Masjid Nabwi and you guys are toiling so hard here so everyone ran to the Masjid when they went there they saw a halaqa of ta'aleem where education of sunnah of Rasulullah was taking place they came back they said oh Huraira we thought the camels and land and dates orchards will be distributed inheritance and there was just a halaqa of ilm there he said oh people this is the inheritance of Rasulullah as Rasulullah said, The scholars, the anbiya, they did not leave behind as inheritance, dinar, gold coins, silver coins. And the inheritance left behind is the knowledge of the deen. Whoever acquires that has acquired a big share of reward has acquired a big, big, big share, حَظٍ وَافِرٍ a big, abundant goodness, and خَيْرٍ كَثِيرًا he has acquired. So this is the reality, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected His servants throughout the ages, who carry this knowledge. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, يَحْمِلُ هَذَا الْعِلْمِ مِنْ كُلِّ خَلَفٍ عَدُولُهُ يَنْفُونَ عَنْهُ تَحْرِيفَ الْغَالِينَ وَانْتِحَالَ الْمُتِّلِينَ that every generation, they are selected servants of Allah. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen them. And their task is, their mission is that they inherit the deen of Allah, the knowledge of deen of Allah from the previous generation. And they acquire it and internalize it. And then they pass it on to the next generation. And their responsibility is, they protect the deen from the misinterpretations of those who are going towards extremes. We have so many different extreme views that of people who call themselves Muslims, from the radical right to the radical left. We have those on the radical right who believe that every single U.S. citizen as a supporter of the American government and foreign policy is a viable target to kill and murder indiscriminately. And it is an act of reward. And they prove this from Quran and Sunnah. So-called prove it. So who is going to disprove this ideology and speak out against uh, this Khawarij ideology of the ISIS who claim Khilafat that has now been pretty much destroyed? 
This is the responsibility of ulama to guide the youth and say that this ideology that they claim to be the true followers of Islam is false from the Quran and Sunnah. That is why whenever the ISIS went into any particular city, they would first of all have a list of all the ulama and would kill them in their homes. When they entered Musil, our teacher, our principal from our madrasa in Darun Zakaria, he was telling us in Hajj, 200 muftis of Musil were slaughtered by ISIS. They were not killing other people, they were killing the ulama first because these are the people who will defeat their ideology. They remove from the deen the misinterpretations of those who go to extreme. This is extreme right. Extreme left in University of Chicago, this is one example only. They had a symposium, I did not attend it, na'udhu billah. As Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِذَا رَأَيْتَ الَّذِينَ يَخُوضُونَ فِي آيَاتِنَا فَأَعْرِضْ عَنْهُمْ When you see people distorting our ayat, our teachings, then abstain from that gathering. Don't sit there. حَتَّى يَخُوضُ فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِ Until they change their topic. وَإِمَّا يُنْسِيَنَّكَ الشَّيْطَانِ If shaitan makes you forget and you're sitting in a company and people start making fun of the ayats of the Qur'an, Don't ever sit with those people after you recall, oh, I'm sitting in the wrong place with the walimin, with the transgressors. So I absolutely did not attend that, but I did watch it live. It was live stream. Like some people watch our Dar Salaam programs live stream. I saw it live stream. Why? As Ibn Abidin al-Shami rahimullah in Raddul Muhtar, Sharh al-Dur al-Muhtar, Hashid al-Dur al-Muhtar, Sharh al-Tanweer al-Absar. This is the name of the book is so long, known as Fatawa Shamiya. He says, "Man lam yarif ahla zamanihi jahil wa in kana muftiyan." Whoever does not know the trials and fitness that are taking place in his time, he is a jahil, even though people may call him a mufti. His responsibility to know what's going on. So basically, the whole talk was proving homosexuality from the Quran. إِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ حَسِبْتَهُمْ لُؤْلُؤًا مَنْثُورًا يَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ غِلْمَانٌ مُخَلَّدُونَ That Allah has created hoors in Jannah and has created ghilman. And the purpose of the ghilman in Jannah is for heterosexual pleasure in Jannah. That is what they are claiming. إِذَا رَأَيْتَهُمْ When you see them, حَسِبْتَهُمْ لُؤْلُؤًا مَنْثُورًا You will imagine these boys as scattered pearls. Beautiful pearls. Surah Al-Dahr. So proving it from the Quran. Any, any random Muslim person in the masjid right now sitting here, who has no knowledge of tafsir, first thing you will say is, oh my God, what about Qawmi Lut? Can you not understand the adab that came upon Sadum? Mentioned in the Bible too. Yeah, that's the interpretation. They have an answer for everything. They will say that that was forcible homosexual rape, not consensual homosexual sex. So forcible heterosexual rape is also a crime, or forcible homosexual rape is also a crime. But if it's done consensually, it's totally permitted. So this is being promoted from the Quran. Na'udhu billah. Yudillu bihi. Kathira, many people misguided through the book. So who, this is the, uh, one example of the progressive movement on the left. So who is going to protect the deen from the progressive, so-called progressive reformist of Islam on the left and the radical extremist on the right and keep the deen on, uh, on the pure middle. كَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطَى We have made you an ummah of moderation between these extremes. This is the responsibility. يَنْفُونَ عَنْهُ تَحْرِيفَ الْغَالِيمِ Remove the excesses from the deen of the scholars of the ulama. And the time is now and to conclude is this responsibility, who is taking care of this responsibility in this day and age in America? There are very, very, very few seminaries across the country. Seminaries are institutes of higher Islamic learning. What happens sometimes is as they say in Urdu, which means in English for our, those of our beloved friends who do not understand Urdu, that uh, 
you know, the cheap lentil soup outside, you have more value and you enjoy it and you eat it with relish compared to the beautiful chicken dinner that your wife prepares at home. Why? Because your wife is always slaving in the, cooking, in the kitchen, working at home, you don't care about it. But any cheap dish you get outside, it tastes much better because it's from outside. So we have such an institute here, right here that you are sitting in, that we do not realize what is going on. In this institute, such students of knowledge are coming from all over the states, from areas that are completely uh, devoid of learning, devoid of any scholarship. They are thirsty and they, are, they want imams, they want ulama, they want people to be available to answer their questions. But there is no one to answer their questions. There is no one to help them when they have doubts about their religion when they have domestic abuse cases, when they have issues in marriages, when they have issues with children, when they have issues of theology, aqidah, there is no guide. So they are sending their students here to learn and to go back and serve in their communities as imams, as teachers. So this great work is taking place right here. And for this purpose, alhamdulillah, there is a very great event that we have been announcing is going to take place just tomorrow, inshallah, tomorrow night. So first of all, we are the people here in Dar es Salaam. We have to have sincere appreciation for what is going on. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we do not become the scenario where Shamaitala and you know, under the candle is the dark. We are right under the candle. The light and the nur is emanating far off corners. Students from New York and California are benefiting here. Families have moved here from Switzerland. They were mashallah, in good position in why they're doing Switzerland by the Alps in a high position in, with uh, Nestle in, in the capital of the uh, in the headquarters of Nestle Corporation. They moved all the way from Switzerland. People moved here from Saudi Arabia. People moved from different countries, different states to acquire the ilm of deen. And we are right here, but we should not become deprived. Either ourselves become ulama, why not? Alima, become a scholar. Oh, muta'alliman, become a full-time student of knowledge. Oh, mustami'an, become a part-time student of knowledge. Or muhibban, or become a patron supporter of the students of knowledge. Don't be in any fifth category. You will be destroyed. This instruction of Rasulullah So we should either become a student, send our children to become students, and benefit from the ilm that is being taught here. The ilm that is, in, that is munji, that will give us salvation, or become a supporter, inshallah, for the next phase of the seminary. And if we cannot attend the dinner tomorrow, then definitely we should contribute whatever we can. We are the ones who are witnessing it. Seeing is believing. This is not some drawing, but we will be seeing it. We will be observing as the construction begins. Inshallah, with tawfiq of Allah in March, end of February, March, we hope to start the construction. So we need all of your du'as. May Allah Ta'ala make the event tomorrow night successful. May Allah allow us to reach our goal. May Allah give us ikhlas and sincerity. Give us istiqamah. Accept all the efforts of the volunteers and the donors and fulfill all their needs. Wa akhudawana alhamdulillah.